For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. And week four of the NFL season is here. If you want to place a bet on the action, BetOnline is the place to do it. Yeah, I mean, BetOnline been rocking with us since day one. Obviously, we got to rock with BetOnline. Regardless on what sport it is, man, just make sure y'all go to BetOnline and place and place. A bit. A lot of great week four matchups that we're going to get into on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast. But if you head mm-hmm. to Bet Online's website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus. They've got football, basketball, boxing, Vegas casino games, everything. You want to take advantage of all the amazing offers that the 2021 season has. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to another edition of the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. Joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. IT, we've got a loaded episode for our listeners and viewers today how are you my man how you doing this morning well since we got a loaded episode we might as well unload the clip and give these viewers and listeners everything they need and everything they're looking for all right full transparency we are recording this on wednesday this episode is due out friday morning so things can change especially on the injury front but the steelers head into lambeau field in week four to take on aaron Rodgers and the green bay packers ike And I want to start right here. We talked a lot about this on Monday. We talked a lot about this with both Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. The Steelers, from an offensive standpoint, need to establish an identity on Sunday. And I think they could do that against this Packers team that hasn't been as stout defensively as we've seen in previous seasons. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Um, I think it's going to be another tough game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the scores and we'll get into what I think the score will be towards the end of the show. But, yeah, I don't I don't think right now um, it's a game where the, where the Steelers will display some kind of identity. I think they're just looking for a win. So them looking for a win, uh, they're going to have to think outside or play outside the box. And I don't think it's going to be this game. Oh, come on, Ike. The Packers are without Zadarius Smith, their best defensive player, 12 and a half sacks a season ago. He's working his way from a back injury. He hasn't played yet this season. So it's like you're on the road. It is a hostile environment, but you don't have to face the wrath of the Heinz Field crowd, the home fans who you've let down and started out the season 0-2 at home this season. I tell you what, Ike, I, and I do think the Packers will win this game, but if the Steelers right. somehow found a way to get back to 500, what a different conversation we could be having. Yeah, but I think the conversation ain't going to be that conversation, a 500 conversation. Um, I think they're going to put this up in the hole. And you're talking about one of the Smith boys, I get it and all that, but 
I don't know if you watched the game, uh, Green Bay playing last week, but um, they got a young kid. Uh, I got to find his name. I'm looking up his name right now, number 52. Uh, he's been on the he's been on the roster, and he's now becoming one of his own. So they got a dime in the rough sitting over there uh, for the Green Bay Packers on defense. I don't think they'll miss Smith too much, and that's a guarantee. Um, you can just look at the hustle. Uh, this young man, I got to get his name. What, what he's been doing, but at the same time, man, the, the Pittsburgh still is in the uh, – in some trouble going into Lambeau Field to play the Green Bay Packers. The Believe It Steelers podcast research department, Ike, has got you. You're talking about Rashawn Gary, the linebacker, number 52 for the Packers. Correct. Correct. So, Correct. Yes, this, this, this. He, he, uh, so they've been talking about this young man for a couple of years now, and they said every, every year he's been getting better. So the fact that Smith is hurt might be a blessing in disguise. Uh, for him, and he's he's taking off. He's going to be the next in line to be one of the sack masters. Just how I look at uh, Demarcus Lawrence for the the Dallas Cowboys getting hurt and they moving Michael Parsons to the end. That's another blessing in the sky. So some, you know, it's a gift and a curse, you know. But right now, um, the curse is the guys getting hurt. The gift is, man, we found other stars, other young stars, and we can put them at different positions. So that's what I'm saying, man. I think the young man for the Green Bay Packers. He's going to be a handful for this uh, not depleted, but young offensive line. All right, Ike. I, and something we talked about establishing an offensive identity for the Steelers. You said you mm-hmm. want to see Big Ben under center and an eye formation handing mm-hmm. the ball off to Najee Harris. Something I would like to see as well. And I went back and watched some of the game Sunday's matchup against the Bengals. When the Steelers were moving the football, Ike, they utilized the hurry up offense a little bit to keep that defense uh you know on its heels now i don't think you can do that for an entire game especially when we talk about the inability to run the football effectively if you're running a hurry up it's like hurry up and punt and you're putting even more stress on your defense but i would like to see the steelers utilize the hurry up because when they have been able to move the ball that's something that they've done they've just gone a little bit of a faster tempo i'd like to see the steelers mix that in from an offensive standpoint on sunday yeah, one, the, you know, still those receivers, whether it's the tight ends or the receivers, they do have to help seven by catching the ball. I think that would have had like 10 drops in the game total, so that's not helping seven. Um, you know, but at the same time, though, you still got to – you, you want to have Aaron Rodgers sitting on the sideline as long as possible. And by doing that, you got to run the ball. So it's going to be two things. Either you're going to go into a shootout with Aaron Rodgers or you're gonna, it's going to be a – a 38-41 game, or you're going to have Aaron Rodgers sitting on the sideline watching your run game dominate that that Packers defense. It's going to be one of the two. And that's just something the Pittsburgh Steelers really haven't been doing or haven't wanted to do was to establish a run game. So that's going to be an issue, and that's going to be a problem to me. Last in the NFL, 159 yards rushing through three weeks. And I read that stat, Ike, and it's like, if you've got a stud fantasy running back, you can get – that in one week of stellar production. <laughs> That's what the Steelers have to show for themselves through three weeks of the season. Some key injuries of players they could get back in week three. Chooks Okora, four player in concussion protocol on Sunday, is expected to practice along with Juju Smith-Schuster, who left Sunday's game against the Bengals with the rib injury. They're expected to practice. Deontay Johnson, TJ Watt, and Alex Highsmith are all anticipated to practice this week as well. So again, we're recording this on Wednesday. We'll see what the status of those players are as we move along into the week. Um, let me see here. 
I I wanted to ask you about this today, specifically playing Aaron Rodgers, something that you did in your playing career. We could use a lot of superlatives to explain his greatness, but playing against him, how is it different than other quarterbacks that you that you went up against during your playing career? Uh, just laser accuracy, laser, laser accuracy, laser. Um, I'm talking about when they say it's a game of inches, it really is a game of inches, and that's what okay quarterbacks, but it's a game of centimeters with Aaron Rodgers because the times I played him, uh, we, we've been on guys, and what I mean by that, I mean, we've been breathing down their neck as far as, like, coverage, but he put the ball, he put the ball in the spot. Well, only his receiver can catch it. So when you go when you go to the sideline and the Hall of Fame Dick LeBeau say, uh, ain't nothing we can do about it. <laughs> you were in coverage, you was in a perfect position. He just he just threw a perfect ball. <laughs> That's what the talks was about Aaron Rodgers. And he do it so effortless. Like he is this we be talking about Patty Mahomes and the angles in which he throws the ball. Aaron Rodgers has been doing that for years. He's been doing that for years. But it's his laser accuracy without even trying. He, whether he's coming off his back foot, whether he's going over or underhand, man, that ball is only going to be placed where only his wide receivers can catch the ball, regardless on how tight the coverage is. So, you know, we played uh, – Tom Brady got some good accuracy. Peyton Manning was a, was a, was a chess piece to the game. But pinpoint laser accuracy, ain't nobody like Aaron Rodgers. Ain't nobody like Aaron Rodgers. He, that young man a little bit different when it comes down to that. So I, I, we look at it like we see what he's doing with some pretty good receivers. Right now, he probably got one of the best receivers in the league in Devontae Adams. But, man, you put that young man over there with Temple. <laughs> what a score before the one. 41 to whatever, every game, <laughs> every game. That's how good that young man is, man. You're stealing my thunder with Adam slowing him down as one of my keys to the game, Ike. But what I will say that is this sticking on the topic of Aaron Rodgers. I, I had two questions for you as we before we move to the other week four matchups. And I'll go one at a time. At what quarter are we going to wish that Aaron Rodgers had gotten the Jeopardy hosting gig? Middle of the second quarter. <laughs> the middle of the second quarter, bro. It's For brutal. Real. I know. I, I can't disagree with you, but it's just like, <laughs> how soon? Like, what drive are going to be like? Oh man, this guy's just at another level, and the Packers and, starting and they're out. And they're to pick up their running game. Like they got a one-two punch back there. They got a one-two punch back there, man. I know and you love Aaron Jones. That's you know he's 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 one of my faves. I've been loving him since college. You know, when nobody really knew about Aaron Jones, I was loving him. So they got a lightning and thunder over there as well. And Aaron Rodgers know how to use him. Yeah, but 3.9 yards per carry for Jones. I know it's only through three games. Then I assume you're talking about A.J. Dillon. 3.4 yards per carry for the Packers backup. So they haven't been as effective so far this season. Again, only through three games. Ike, you know I'm going to ask this question when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. How sweet is he going to look in the black and gold next season? Man, I don't know what the hell. Some, some, sometimes I think you overrun because you do like to work out in the morning. 
And sometimes I think you run too many miles and it kind of <laughs> overload or overheat your brain for you to be talking this foolishness, Mark. He would not be in the Pittsburgh Steelers uniform next year. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move on to the other week for matchups. Ike. There are a lot of great ones. And the one I have circled on my calendar, Cardinals at Rams, NFC West showdown, both teams undefeated, both quarterbacks, potential MVP candidates. And I will say this too, as impressive as Kyler Murray has looked this season, you look across at the Rams side of the football, considering that they're without their two starting running backs and Cam Akers is out for the season Henderson didn't play in the week three matchup against the Bucs. And Stafford seems to have complete control of the Rams offense, despite the fact that the Rams really don't have all that great of a running game. No, but, but at least they're trying to run. And that's the whole damn thing I'm trying to tell the Pittsburgh Steelers, at least try to run. Even, even with the first round running back, you know? And that's what... Getting back to your getting back to your topic, man. The Cardinals and the Rams, because the Pittsburgh Steelers is just pissing me off right now. But yeah, man, I, I can I'm, tell. I'm looking, I can tell. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the Rams. Um, I'm looking at the Matthew Stafford. I'm looking at what Coach Sean McVay said when he talked about Matthew Stafford. Like he came in and he's changing the building. He, he's not changing the offense. He's changing the building. So not only do you see that that Matthew Stafford, he's a uh, he's happy happier than he was in Detroit, even by the body language, but the whole team just just rally around him. And when you have a defense that rally around a quarterback, that's even better. Because on the offensive side, you talk about Cooper Cup, um, Robert Woods, and after Robert Woods, you just picked up a 34-year-old, Deshaun Jackson. Now you're seeing he's still running, but he's still running past people. So they got some guys over there, they can make it make it happen. You know what I'm saying? But that defense for 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 the Rams is, is, is something special. On the Cardinals standpoint, they've been winning some close games. And for a young Kyler Murray, that's exactly what you want. You want to put the ball in his hands in a close game, a very shifty, a very shifty guy. But please don't forget, they got some guys over there too at that wide receiver position. You know, you got Kirkman, who's a deep guy. He's going to go deep and run past people. You got a little more who just came from Purdue. We talked about him on the show as a wide receiver. I call him the Maurice Jones Drew of the slot. So they got some guys over there as well. And they defense that ain't as bad either. So this going to be a good game, but I still got the Rams coming out victorious over the Cardinals because the, because of the Rams defense and how stout they are, whether it's passing or stopping the run. Yeah. Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator just seems to have things figured out. Rams a four and a half point favorite at home at SoFi stadium, which is just, it's downright right impressive. I mean, if it looks impressive on TV, I can only imagine what it's like to be there in person. Oh. Like, do you see how fired up Sean McVay was at halftime of that Rams Bucks game? Like, that's the kind of energy I try to approach every single day with. I loved it. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a young, um, a young high energy. Don't forget. Matthew Stafford is a year under him. So I think he's 30, 35. Matthew Stafford is 34. So them two, like, damn, they're best buds. You know what I'm saying? So this young man still got a lot of energy. He still got that little baby face going on at Coach Sean McVay. And, and, and you feed off of that. You feed, I think it's very natural. Um, he always, in the offseason, Coach Sean McVay has somebody come. I know Kevin Hart came a few years ago and, kind of energize the locker room. So he's always doing something creative 
for that locker room, man. And and those guys rally around Coach Sean McVay. And you can just tell, man, that that team is just built um, not only with veteran guys, young guys, and guys in their prime, but they're just totally built off of good vibes. That's really Sean McVay is built to 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 be a that head coach for that team because you got you you got to be a, a a California person like a, a a good vibe person and that's and that's what Sean McVay is. He don't get too high with the highs. He don't get too low with the lows. He's even killed all the time. And if you meet anybody from California who was born in California, they got the same personality. They don't get too high with the highs. They don't get too low with the lows. They just even kill all the time. Rams are 40-0 and 0 under Sean McVay when they lead at halftime. So Oof. I like – that that clip was my favorite thing I saw in week three where he's fired up and like going nuts yeah. or running into the locker room. It was my favorite thing that I saw. I will go to another NFC West matchup, Seahawks against 49ers. And I think this is too early to say loser leaves town, but the Seahawks are one and two entering mm. this game. And we talked about this a few weeks back on the show in the NFC West. I still am of the proponent and the notion that Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the division. But if the Seahawks start the season one and three, they're digging themselves in quite the hole. 49ers look better this year, considering mm-hmm. all the injuries they had in the 2020 season, something that definitely impacted them. This was another matchup where I cannot wait to watch on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to rock with the 49ers. They lost, they lost by a field goal, you know. The 49ers been playing solid. They've been playing solid defense. They've been playing solid offense. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, he's been playing kind of out of his mind. I guess when you, you know, you get a first rounder and you got to look over your shoulders, two things, man. Either you're going to stand up and you're going to ball out or you're just going to go in the tank. But right now, Jimmy Garoppolo has been balling out, you know, so that's what you got to love about them. And their defensive guys and their secondary has been kind of depleted. And their running backs, you know, they're they missing some key, some key running backs but they still finding ways to win. But Seattle right now, the one and two, man, on, for me, it's the defensive side. I think the offense um, is, is is doing enough, and they they are establishing, you know, their identity, and that's running the ball. And I think Carson, Ben Carson has been running the ball well. His only problem was fumbles. Now he's not fumbling anymore. But at the same time, man, they 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 defense uh, really haven't given their offense a chance not only to score some points, but at least hold some teams down at crucial situations in the game. 49ers are a three-point favorite in this one at home. I, th- this was one where, like, to me, it's like a coin flip in all honesty. Like, so you yeah. can go either way. Uh, yeah. Some people might say we're burying the lead here, Ike. But got to get to this matchup, and then we'll get to the Monday night matchup. Bucks mm-hmm. at Patriots. Bucks are a seven-point favorite on the road headed into Foxborough. Brady versus Belichick. I've seen all of the promos. This is going to be must-watch TV on Sunday. Yeah, um, I think the Patriots are going to dominate, especially if Antonio Brown is back. Um, I think I the, think the Buccaneers. I think I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think the <laughs> Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers is going to dominate this game, especially if Antonio Brown is back. Even though the Bucks defense hasn't been playing as nearly as they played towards the end and the Super Bowl, but I just think this team is just going to rally. And they understand how important this game is for Tom Brady. And I think they're going to play more for Tom Brady than themselves this game. So I think they, I think it's going to be an automatic blowout. I don't think this game will be close at all. I think the Bucs are going to come in to the Patriots, and I think they're going to 
they're going to put a good ball whooping on them. That's exactly what they're going to do. What have you seen from the Buccaneers defense thus far this season, Ike? Because watching that Rams game, Matt Stafford started something like one of six, one of seven to, to start mm-hmm. the game. I watched the entire game. And then it was probably the third or fourth drive. He figured something out, and the Rams scored on five consecutive drives against this Buccaneers defense. But is, is there something you're seeing as to why they're not having the same kind of success that we saw a year ago, and specifically on the back half of the 2020 season? Well, the front four is, isn't getting home. You know, what, what made this Bucks team so good was, man, I can rotate five or six guys on that defensive line and everybody going to get home or somebody going to get to the quarterback. Right now, that's not happening. So as a secondary guy, man, when you got guys getting home and you can just count, you know, under three seconds in your head, you know, the ball coming out and I'm sitting on a lot of routes. But now since my front four ain't getting home, in every blue moon, I got a blitz of white or, or I got a blitz of linebacker. That's five guys going into it and it's going to leave a hole somewhere. So that's that's the issue really for the Bucks defense, man. Them guys ain't getting home like how they was. When you can just sit back and call one coverage and you know one of the four guys is going to get to the quarterback, especially on passing downs, man, that's easy. I should be getting paid too. But at the same time, man, when you're not – when you're not having the same success this year as what you had last year, you got to change a few things up. So, and, and and what I've been watching, what teams been doing with the Bucks, they've been getting the ball outside very fast. They've been getting the ball on the outskirts. They've been staying away from the front seven. They've been making the guys, the inside linebackers and the outside linebackers, make plays outside the hashes. That's exactly what they've been doing. So, you know, they're offensive coordinators aren't stubborn. And be like, you know what? We're gonna play smash mouth football against the Tampa Bay Bucks against their front seven because they still can dominate when it comes down to rushing. When it comes down to their front seven on defense, but now, man, people just getting the ball out fast on the perimeter, and they making these guys run sideline to sideline. But they're not looking like how they once was looking last year, and that's because the front four to the Tampa Bay Bucks ain't getting to the quarterback in which they did on the later half slash Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not trying to run right into Vita Vea with how big he right. is up front. <laughs> right. So, like, you know, like, right. I don't wish that on anyone, just given Anybody. how massive he is as a human. Correct. I agree with you. All right. Uh, Ike, I do like the Bucks in that one as well. Cannot wait to watch Brady Belichick. That's going to be great. We have an awesome Monday night matchup as well, Ike. Raiders against mm-hmm. Chargers. Chargers are three and a half point favorite, despite the fact they're a game behind in the AFC West standings. It's crazy because the Kansas City Chiefs are last placed in the AFC West right now. But the Raiders and Chargers, Raiders 3-0 going into this one, Chargers 2-1, Chargers coming off a big victory over the Chiefs in week three. And I want to say this about Justin Herbert. I think we might look back on the Chargers getting him. The way we look back, on the draft where you had Greg Oden and KD coming out because (laughs) the fact that the Dolphins drafted Tua over Herbert right now as it stands at this moment in time looks like that might be maybe the biggest draft mistake we've seen since the Bears drafted Mitch Trubisky instead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Again, I mean, a lot can happen. All those players are still relatively young. I think that highly of Justin Herbert and this Chargers team, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, I ain't going to curse, but I'm effing with Justin Her- Herbert. 
and and the Chargers. And the reason why I'm taking them is because of Justin Herbert and because of how how clear the head coach over there for the L.A. Chargers has a lot of confidence. Going to Kansas City and going for it on fourth and four and fourth and nine, that, that's that's having a lot of confidence in your quarterback. That's, that's saying, you know what, I'm going to leave it in your hands. I know you're going to make a play. Let's roll. Let's catch this W. And let's get the hell out of this stadium. That's exactly what the Chargers did when they went into Kansas City. Not only that, he understood, man, the, the Kansas City Chiefs really doesn't have a, a, a nice run defense, you know, so that part. But the Raiders, man, they've been winning some close games. They've been winning some real close games. So winning close games, it, it, it builds your – it put calluses on your skin, so say. So every time the moments get tough, you never fold because you're always used to it. You know, so that's what I do like about it. And they got a nice front four on that defensive side where they ain't got to bless nobody. And in the secondary, them boys playing with a high level of confidence. Now, I think this will be a good game. But I think between, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and those guys, I think they're just going to take over. I think Justin Herbert, um, we're going to have to start putting him in some conversations, some high conversations, because this man is really taking off, not only mentally, but on the, on the field consistently week in and week out. I, I, I'm going to take the Raiders. I really like their trifecta, the offensive skill position. Okay. Ruggs, Waller, and Jacobs when Jacobs is healthy. I really like those three players. Don't, 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 don't forget about 89 Edwards. He, he's been a dark horse for that receiver crew. And that's coming off of what Derek Carr has been saying about. And they got a young man named Zay, too. They really haven't been getting the game now. Derek Carr got some weapons, but man, I'm just gonna take LA charges, man. I'm messing with I'm messing with Herbert. Man, Herbert is the real deal for real. Yeah. Three and a half point spread there. Chargers are favored at home. I'm gonna take the Raiders. Ike's got the Chargers. Oh. Ike, let's go to our score predictions though. For week four, Steelers at Packers. Packers are a seven point favorite at home. The over-unders at 45 and a half. I know mm -hmm. you gave your score prediction already. On Monday, 28-21, the Packers. 20, okay. Okay. 28-21. I've got Packers 27, Steelers 13. So okay. <laughs> I got to catch you in the standings, though, Ike, because you're 2-1 on your predictions thus far this season. I'm 0-3 right now. So if, if the viewers and listeners have been fading me, that's been the way to go so far this season. <laughs> It's all good, man. You know, I just do what I do. This, this is this is what exactly what I do. You know, all the guys who be betting online and they be coming hollering at me, man. They be like, "What's your what? What's the spread?" Because I'm going to bet online because your insight is damn near perfect. And I hit them with the spread, and I get them boys that money. All right, Ike. We're gonna move on to the final segment of the show. And producer mm -hmm. Courtney, fire up the video machine because this is gonna be a social breakout video. So, like, this now. is our 100th episode, and we were talking some off the off the pod about wow. this, right. about getting you on the Monday Night Football Manning cast. And so, this is right. my pitch to Peyton, Eli, ESPN producer Brian Ryder. He's the one behind this, and the team over at Omaha Productions. You have two right. opportunities to get this right: Week Nine, November eighth, Bears at Steelers. Week Seventeen. January the 3rd, Browns at Steelers. Now, there are more famous Pittsburgh Steelers out there. There are people who have been a part of the organizations that have 
more accolades and more illustrious career. However, you will not find someone in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization who is more genuine, authentic, and real as my co-host Ike Taylor spent 12 years with the team, two Super Bowl titles. He has hilarious stories like playing music in his headphones while playing, knocking the soul out of offensive players and traveling with his teammates during the season. I can break the NFL down in an entertaining way where guru football fans can learn something, yet it still makes the person, it makes sense to the person who knows nothing about the sport. I don't ask much for our fans, Ike, <laughs> viewers and listeners of this show, but it is my ambition to get you on the Monday Night Football Manning cast. Let's make it happen. That's my pitch. Hey, Mark, thanks for the kind words. Peyton, Eli, it's a 504 thing. Holla at your boy side, get on that show so we can cut up. You heard me? I'm dead serious about this. I, like, and they, the fact that the Steelers on Monday Night Football twice, like, it's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I saw, I saw him in uh, – I saw the last episode with uh, Rob Gronkowski. That was pretty funny. But, hey, Eli, Peyton, y'all know what time it is. Y'all put me on that show, man. It's go time. It's, it's, it's 504. It's New Orleans, Louisiana time. It's coming from the boot time. Y'all put me on that damn show. Ike, that's my tribute to you. I hope it happens. A lot of great guests. I mean, Pat McAfee, I thought was great. LeBron James was great. And it's like when I'm getting text messages from my dad who's watching my Monday Night Football, and he could have cared less about Cowboys and Eagles, and it's right. a blowout game. And he's like, I'm enjoying watching this more than <laughs> I've enjoyed watching a Monday Night Football game in years. It, it's really cool what they're doing over there with the Manning cast. No, it's 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 a real good show. It's a it's 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 entertaining. Um, it's insightful. Like they 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 hitting every category they need to. You know what I'm saying? So, I, that's the them boys. You know, Eli got a dry sense of humor, um, but he's very funny. Peyton just you would want to hang around Peyton. Period. That's 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 what I'm gonna tell you. He's a fun guy. He's a fun guy. He's a Jerry Jones kind of guy. He's a, he's the life of the party kind of guy. So, yeah, man, why don't y'all holler at your boy, man? The Manning boys. Ike, when I worked in Knoxville, like there were three priorities for the people in East Tennessee. God, mm -hmm. Dolly Parton, and Peyton Manning, and all three can walk on water. 100%. I, I, I took a college visit there with my nephew, so you ain't got to tell me. He got his own room at that facility, his own room. And in that room, he got all adult beverages. <laughs> <laughs> Ike, this is always so much fun doing the show with you week in and week out we're going to be back on monday breaking down steelers at packers in week four but I want to thank you the bleep podcast network the folks over at brinks tv led by john brinkus courtney vargas and our guy herbert behind the scenes want to thank today's sponsor of the show bet online as well and to you, the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast, we appreciate you as well. Yeah, Mark, I want to thank you for the kind words today. Uh, I want to thank you for helping me get to this 100, us get to this 100. I want to thank Bet Online for helping us get to this 100. I want to thank Brinks TV for helping us get to this 100. I want to thank uh, Believe in Steelers podcast for believing in us and helping us get to this 100. I want to thank everybody who's been writing and reviewing and rating us five stars for helping us get to this hundred. So teamwork, make the dream work always. And when I say with this hundred is, this is our hundred episode between Mark and I. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. I appreciate everybody behind the scenes on helping us get to where we need to get. 
Hopefully, we're going to keep entertaining y'all. The show ain't going to do nothing but get better. Thanks for watching and tuning in to us all the time. Appreciate the love and support. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. Take care and so long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.